Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I am talking about a movie that was pretty highly uh, anticipated by myself. This movie goes by many names. The American title is Deadly Games, but it is also known as Dial Code Santa, it is also known as 3615 Code Palais Noël. Uh, this came out in 1989. This is written and directed by René Manzor, starring Brigitte Fossey, Luis Boreau, uh, Patrick Florsheim, and Alain Lalani probably brutalized all those movie names uh forgive me uh in this movie on christmas eve a resourceful young boy has to defend himself and his grandfather from a killer dressed as santa claus now that description may make you think of another movie where a young boy has to defend his home from people trying to invade it uh you would be right this does sound somewhat like home alone uh and that is exactly why i was looking forward to watching this movie uh ever since i heard it exists it was described as a horror movie a horror version of home alone which i was okay i love home alone one of my favorite Christmas movies and rumored to have been influenced by this movie that came out a year prior. Uh, but, you know, aside from the fact that there is a kid who is defending his home against an intruder, uh, it is very different in a lot of other ways. Um, you know, does definitely has some similarities to home alone but not that many uh it's not as horrific as i was expecting you know a french horror film uh i was expecting you know and having seen home alone a bunch of times i was had a high bar for what i was expecting and let me tell you this got nowhere near the bar i had expected um but this does not a horrible movie this i this is a movie that i could see people enjoying in a group kind of it's so bad it's good you know kind of a movie this movie has a lot of opportunity to laugh at it um but i am glad i finally watched this movie uh after having heard about it a few years ago and had access to it when i had shutter during uh, october Watching a bunch of horror movies, I saw that it was available on Shutter, so of course I took the opportunity to watch it. Um, 
you know, and it does have some similarities to Home Alone, obviously. Kid defending his home during a home invasion. Uh, there are aspects of this film that feel a lot more like a Rambo parody. Like, really, like, there's similarities to this that make me feel like the Loaded Weapon movies, those spoof movies. Uh, that's what this movie g gave me more vibes of than Home Alone. Um, and also aspects of it that felt like uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, which is a horror Christmas horror movie franchise that I'm watching to rank where uh, the killer dresses up as Santa um, as our home invader dresses up as Santa in this movie. Uh, but this one where it is different from Home Alone, the kid is not home alone. Uh, he is home with his grandpa who can't see very well, has diabetes. Uh, kid's mom r runs a very successful toy company. So, of course, she's away from home. Uh, and I think maybe department store as well. Uh, so she's away from home on Christmas Eve uh, while the kid is home with the grandpa. This house, similar to Home Alone, where they live in a giant house, this house is far bigger, where there's a whole massive portion of this house that the people who live in the house aren't even aware of. The kid knows about, but the mom doesn't know, the grandpa doesn't know, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, also, the motivations of the killer in this movie are pretty non-existent. I have no idea why this guy decided to go to this house to kill this kid, I guess. Like, I don't know why he's there. He's not there to steal anything. I don't think he knew that the kid was there, why he would want to kill the kid. I have no idea. Um, so, you know, that aspect of it, at least in Home Alone, you knew why the the wet bandits were were there. Like, they were there to steal, and the kid just happened to be home, and they kind of got a vendetta against the kid uh, as he laid booby traps. Uh, this movie also has very melodramatic moments at times uh, where there is emotional music playing, slow motion, character getting emotional on camera, just... just like a, a scene that you would see in Rambo where he's having PTSD flashbacks to trauma of the Vietnam War uh, while he's crying about uh, the situation he's in, right? Just, But it's not. It's a kid. Um, so those moments really, I would say, like, you know, if you're... Like, this is a movie where if I was in my 20s, and, you know, getting together with friends, getting drunk, smoking weed, watching cheesy movies to make fun of, laugh at, whatever. This would be a movie that would work great for that, right? This would be a movie that would work great for a mystery science theater type of a thing or a riff tracks for people to have microphones making a funny commentary while watching this movie. There's definitely a lot of aspects of this movie that would serve that type of uh, use case. Um, but other than that, I, you know, I'm glad I watched it. Uh, but it wasn't great. 
you know, aside from like as far as watching it alone <laughs> and hoping for a horror home alone movie, like I was expecting like like kind of savage things, more savage things to be happening. Which when you think about it, home alone, there's some savage there's some savagery. There's even aspects I remember Home Alone, especially as a kid, definitely has scary moments. Like somebody wanting to break into your home when you're home alone is scary when you're a kid. And having to defend yourself when you're a kid from these people that are trying to invade your home. Like there are terrifying aspects to Home Alone where this movie it doesn't it's not scary. I didn't it wasn't I was never like Never elicited those uh, those emotions from me. Let's take a short break from this episode. Hey, loyal listeners of The Ray Taylor Show. You know, it's one thing to tune in and engage with the content that I passionately create for you. But what if I told you there's a way to wear your fandom? Introducing our exclusive line of merchandise inspired directly by the vibes and visuals of this very podcast. From stylish t-shirts that'll make you stand out in the crowd to our eco-friendly biodegradable phone cases adorned with artwork inspired by the show. You can now carry a piece of the Ray Taylor show wherever you go. Whether you're looking to make a fashion statement, protect your phone with some flair, or simply to show off your love for the show, our merchandise has got you covered. Ready to rock our gear? Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com and get yours today. Wear the show, be the vibe. Now let's get back to the show. Uh, but I do want to talk about spoilers. So if you haven't seen this movie, don't want to be spoiled on details of this movie, you've been warned. Um, this movie starts with this kid getting prepared like Rambo. Like he is suiting up, he is putting on the war paint like Rambo, the song in the background sounds very much like the Rocky theme song. So it's like this director, like clearly loved Sylvester Stallone, right? Loved Rambo and Rocky and wanted to inject those things into this movie where you have a kid who has like all the toy get up. He's got like fake guns and knives and wearing the bandana and the face paint but then you have this rocky theme that's not the rocky theme but like sounds like the rocky theme playing in the background and you have this kid playing around in his this large house this mansion right like he's at war he has a trap door in a hallway that clearly you know is going to be used he uses it to trap the the dog in um, very elaborate setup. He has this PA system where he's playing war sounds uh, in order to wake up his grandpa. Uh, takes his grandpa to breakfast in handcuffs like he's a prisoner of war. Uh, you know, this kid's 10, still believes in Santa. Um, you know, he's using his computer like there's some early internet stuff like chat room stuff which was kind of interesting um this guy like so this kid is chatting in this like i guess it's like a chat room where you're able to chat with santa and 
the other end of the chat, the other person that's in the chat, is accessing the chat from a random stall that is out in a public area somewhere. So you have this guy who is mentally unstable, who is chatting with this kid, seeming to act like Santa. Like it's so it's so random why there's this public terminal uh, for anybody to just hop on and pretend to be Santa and a child would be on the other end of it. Very weird. Uh, it's like a payphone type of a situation, but you can pretend to be Santa, I guess. Uh, but that's, I assume, is where the dial code Santa title came from, um, which is some trial thing that this Minitel company was doing, uh, which is the company that his mom works for. I don't know. Uh, this kid also can like knows how to work on cars. He's like repairing a car in the garage. Uh, then he drives away with his grandpa. Uh, right. And this kid, one of his friends is trying to convince him that Santa's not real. Um, right. His friend says he's not. So he decides this kid, the main character decides to rig his house which, of course, he's got all this technology in his house. He's got, like, this arm thing that's got a, a monitor on it, and he can view different security cameras from this little monitor that straps to his arm. But he's going to rig his house to record when Santa shows up and to possibly trap Santa so that he can prove to his friend that Santa's real. And then he has this long discussion about whether Santa's real with his grandpa uh his grandpa comparing santa to aliens right you believe in aliens right even though you've never seen one right so you gotta believe in santa even though you've never seen him which is you know okay uh and a lot of that like the interactions between the kid and the grandpa make this movie feel like just a normal christmas movie like a family movie like there's a lot of aspects of this movie that don't feel like a horror movie at all they just feel like a standard Christmas movie. So then you get the crazy guy, dresses up like Santa, uh, ends up killing the delivery driver that has like a truck full of gifts or whatever. And he, uh, so the the first kill isn't even until 30 minutes in when this guy sneaks into the house. And he gets into the house through the chimney, by the way. Um so he's home alone the kid's home alone with his grandpa's mom is at work uh and she stays there late into the night to count the profits uh it's 10 30 at night on christmas eve and she decides to stay at work to count the profits of course uh the crazy guy uses the window snow spray that you can you know to frost your windows uh, he uses that to whiten his beard and his hair, which I thought was kind of an interesting touch. Uh, then the kid, like kind of hiding out underneath a dining room table, sees Santa coming down from the chimney. Um, he kind of thinks it's a dream, but then realizes that it's it's actually a guy dressed up like Santa. But then he knows something goes crazy when that Santa kills the dog. <laughs> uh and we find out that it's the crazy guy that just broke into the house 
And the kid has all these secret passageways that he goes through uh, with his grandpa. Uh, and they go to the garage. They're able to get to the garage. But, of course, the car won't start. Um, and then he finally gets it to work. He hesitates running over the Santa because this kid thinks that this crazy guy is really Santa. Um, so he thinks he's actually f protecting himself against the real Santa. And the Santa destroys the car, so they end up having to get out of the car. Um, runs back through the secret passageway that's like through a refrigerator. Into this massive space where there's just covered like massive like warehouse space that is just full of toys that his mom doesn't know exists that his grandpa didn't know exists this is a family mansion they don't under they don't know this giant warehouse of toys exists like it's so big there's literally a suspension bridge in it to take you from one part to the other it's just like you know it's one thing, you know, you have Kevin McAllister in a giant house. Clearly, the family is doing well financially. But then you have this mansion where the mom is, like, counting profits of their this toy company. And, like, this kid has all of these new... Fa it's just like... I, it, it, this movie wasn't doing a whole lot for me to sympathize with this kid that has... Not that I want this crazy guy to kill him, but it's like at the same time, it's like, I don't, I, you know, they should have security systems like this. I don't know. The fact that this is happening is, is ridiculous. I couldn't really, I could really care less, you know, uh, tragedy befalling a wealthy family is like, oh, welcome to reality, I guess. Uh, but you know, it just kind of made me care about the survival of these people less um so he suits up this kid suits up and decides because he's got the the cameras he knows where the evil santa is so he's trying to get to his mom's phone which is still ringing it's on a separate line so he's trying to get to that phone uh somehow he ends up on the roof um and this whole time i'm like there's really not a whole lot of horror going on just kind of some hide and seek stuff going on um so i mean i was expecting more horror i was expecting more booby traps that the this kid would be saving you know the only thing was the trap door which was clearly it was going to happen let's take a quick break from the show listeners are you ready to take your experience with the ray taylor show to the next level dive into inspired disorder plus for just $5 a month, you unlock a world of premium content that's sure to satisfy your every entertainment and artistic craving. Imagine enjoying The Ray Taylor Show completely ad-free the full week in both audio and video formats. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Get exclusive access to the live painting archive. Be the first to lay eyes on new releases from the many faces and enjoy members-only discounts and deals That'll have you coming back for more with a treasure trove that includes a podcast back catalog boasting 14 unique shows and over 600 episodes, personal insights through Ray Taylor's personal blog, creative writing to spark your imagination, and an interactive Ask Me Anything section 
Inspired Disorder Plus is a feast for the curious mind. Ready to elevate your entertainment game? Head on over to inspireddisorder.com plus and become a member of an exclusive club. Dive in, indulge, and inspire your senses. Now let's get back to the show. There's a moment where the grandpa almost gets killed. He's in that giant room, uh, and the bad Santa finds this room. Like, nobody else that has ever lived there that has spent their whole life living in this mansion knows about it. But somehow the evil Santa is able to find this warehouse room uh, and almost kills the grandpa. So kind of a, 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 a fun moment of suspense. They end up trapping this guy, this bad Santa, in the sauna, right? Because there's, of course, a giant home gym with a giant sauna. Um, he hides the grandpa in a suit of armor that's just, like, out in the open in, like, the lobby of the, this mansion. Um, the mom ends up calling the cops, uh... And at one point, the the her boyfriend or whatever sees this message that the kids sent over the computer thing. Um, so he knows that something bad is happening because they're trying to call. Nobody's answering. Uh, and this kid's freaked out and traumatized because he thinks it's real Santa the whole time. Um, <clears throat> and this entire mansion, there's only three people that live in this giant mansion. The mom, the son, and the grandpa. And, of course, they have people that live, the staff that lives there. But it's like you have three people living in this giant mansion. Three people. It is this, it, like, I don't know. Like, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Pay, pay taxes. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I could care less. I don't know. Um. And then you have this long emotional moment with the kid, right? <clears throat> He's like treating his wounds. It's slow motion, emotional music going. He puts, he saws a leg off of a chair to splint his leg with the chair because he hurt his leg at one point. Uh, he, uh, he like, has and and like the chair leg it's not just the chair leg it's like the part of the chair where it's the leg and then it goes up to like the armrest of the chair and the kid uses that whole thing to splint his leg but then also has the the armrest of the chair as like a crutch and it's like loosely taped to his leg throughout the rest of this movie it is ridiculous this emotional music playing dresses his wounds goes out and buries his dog right he's got flashbacks of the times he spent with his dog and rant writing santa christmas letters it is like definitely the part of the movie that feels ridiculous the most ridiculous um <clears throat> then you have the last 20 minutes i'm like okay we got a final battle coming up uh he gets these darts to the neck it's like okay this is like we're getting into the home alone type of a thing, these booby traps. So he gets shot in the neck with a couple darts, uh, setting, they set him on fire. He tries to strap a toy grenade. He rigs his toy grenade 
with like fills it up with like shrapnel and and gunpowder and things like trying to turn his toy grenade into a real grenade and then straps it to a toy train and he sends the toy train and the thing is the train's supposed to run into something and when it runs into something that's going to light the lighter and light the fuse to explode this grenade that's full of m80s and marbles and all kinds of stuff of course it didn't work the Santa picks it up, <clears throat> and he's kind of, like, childlike. He's like, ooh, a toy, and he cranks the train up again, turns the little crank on it and puts it down again and, like, lets it go. And then as it goes, it goes past where the kid is hiding, and he's like, oh, no, and he sees that the train is going towards his grandpa that's hiding in the suit of armor. <clears throat> so, of course, he runs out to, like, stop the train from blowing up in front of the grandpa cops show up they're not even anywhere to be found santa catches the kid um but when he catches the kid he's like he tells him now it's his turn to find him as if santa thinks they're playing hide and seek it it's like he, he thinks they're playing i don't know kid steals a cop car uh but of course santa is hiding inside he's somehow cuffed inside the car i don't know uh but he gets out easy still it, it just like it's just it just doesn't starts to not make sense and isn't there's a couple suspenseful moments but it's like i don't know man there's a scene where he like he, this kid is like going to kill santa thinking that he's actually killing santa uh trying to save the grandpa who has gets goes into diabetic shock at one point it's just like i don't know it's just kind of ridiculous not what i was expecting very strange mix of tones from feeling like a saccharine christmas movie straight up family christmas movie to feeling like a Rambo parody, to feeling like it's trying to be legitimately like a Rambo movie with a kid, to being kind of a horror movie with Santa, but then him kind of being toothless, aside from killing the, the dog, like he ends up thinking he's just playing a game with the kid. I don't know. It's a kind of interesting movie, uh, but Home Alone exponentially better uh home alone is f far better of a movie um but i'm glad i watched the, this one i'm glad i watched it now i know and it, it's interesting it is interesting that there's a movie that's similar to home alone that came out a year before uh, i think this this person actually tried to sue uh the people who made home alone saying that they stole the idea but it's like man there's very little of this movie in home alone and what home alone did with the idea of a kid defending his home made it way better so much better so i don't know uh yeah i'm glad i watched this movie but i couldn't really recommend it to anybody unless you're just curious you know curious watch it but don't expect much unless you want to make fun of it unless you're going to watch it with like i can definitely see this being a movie where you put it on with friends you're getting high 
having a Christmas party. Let's watch this crazy movie and see the long extended melodramatic cut of this kid burying his dog with this ridiculous uh, chair splint on his leg. Crazy. Uh, but I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Ray Taylor show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on uh, Deadly Games. Uh, don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder where These are all available in video formats. Until next time, enjoy the show. Subscribe to the Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.